You're listening to We, we, we the Aether Podcast with host Adam Evans, within and without. Welcome. So, how are you doing? Are we, are we video recording? Because I'm just realizing like the lighting is probably not good at this spot. Yeah, yeah. I usually throw this up on uh, YouTube. It goes on iTunes. I usually put it up around two to three weeks after our discussion here. Oh, okay. There's better lighting. Okay. Cool. Very nice. Yeah, so actually, um, I came across your podcast. I think it was on Psychedelics Today. Is that right? Nope. I don't think I've done that one. No, I would know if I did a Psychedelics podcast. Yeah, no, I can't remember which one it was then. I was just going through Instagram at uh, a few latest podcasts and um, kind of just within the niche of, of my podcast page, and I came across your account. I'm not sure if it, was, it probably wasn't Psychedelics Today then, obviously, but um, maybe it'll come to me. Um, but yeah, but just to kick things off here, uh, do you mind just introducing yourself, what it is you're involved in? Uh, I typically do a little introduction on the YouTube video prior to uploading, but you're going to do much more justice than me in terms of explaining what you're involved in, uh, and then we can kind of get into it a little bit. But I know that it's in line with a lot of the listeners of this particular podcast, because they're all about uh, health, longevity, wellness, uh, inner work, personal so it's okay. in line with a lot of the content you produce and a lot of what you're doing. So um, for sure, yeah. Please introduce yourself, sure. Sure. So I'm Dr. Benjamin Benulis. I'm a chiropractor based out of Phoenix, Arizona, in the U.S., and I specialize in helping people with autoimmune diseases uh, reverse those conditions. Uh, I had my own health journey uh, nine years ago. I had an undiagnosed disease. Could not get answers from going the mainstream medical route. I was actually working as a engineer back then and kind of had to figure things out on my own through um, diet and lifestyle and uh, wellness practices, chiropractic, inner work, meditation, breath work, all that stuff to be able to heal. And at the time it was not something I was excited about doing. It was sort of, I went down this path reluctantly because nothing else worked and now I see its power and I'm, you know, here to spread that on to other people and help other people heal. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So what was, do you know now what was that autoimmune issue you were having? Like what was the cause of it or did it never come to fruition? Um, I mean, it's hard to say what are the causes of autoimmune diseases. I've been studying them for, um, for about nine years now. Um, there's many theories. Uh, of course, the mainstream medical community just says unknown. Uh, I could you know, that could be a whole podcast of what is the cause, but we do know how to reverse that if we can, you know, support the body's inner healing mechanisms well enough to, you know, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually, you know, the body can overcome it on its own. So nutrition plays a big part of that and just lifestyle and all that, um, that we know that like, it's like the, the, the mainstream medical approach is to like, Oh, your immune system's acting weird. So we'll just suppress it with drugs. Right. And that becomes a problem because you kind of need your immune system to do stuff, right? Like it's not <laughs> the body's acting a certain way because the nervous system controls the immune system. And so if we can get the nervous system functioning properly, then we can get the immune system to stop misfiring, mm. uh, essentially is the theory. And so uh, working heavily with the nervous system is, okay. is important. And do you find that, uh, I mean, you were going around before trying to have various people diagnose it, were they just trying to pitch you on different medications that you can try that would, that would be that suppressing? Um, yeah. I mean, and honestly, like my experience was like, we don't know what's wrong. We're not sure. We'll send you this guy. 
and um, like processes like, "Eh, I don't know, maybe we'll try this. Like no one really cared. Like on top of no one knew, like no one really was like, well, no one sat down and said with me, Hey, like we're like, to be honest, we don't know what's wrong, but uh, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to help you. No one ever said that to me. It was just like, you're someone else's. I can't help send you the next guy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, on a bigger issue of just how much time is spent with medical practitioners. You know, if someone has an issue and they go to speak with someone that they think is there to help them, it's purely due to the volume that they're not able to allocate that amount of care or time to the individual. Is that what you experienced? It's, it's the volume and it's how they're compensated, right? Like they get to still bill my insurance for an office visit, whether it's, you know, two minutes or an hour and they get paid the same amount. So they're not incentivized to actually care. And so a lot of them are just like overworked. And I mean, some people care and some people don't, it comes out of that. Uh And I think the major, um, sorry, what was the major turning point then for you after you had gone through that route, sort of been bounced around a lot and just gotten flat out frustrated. What really like, what was that final last straw for you that you kind of decided you're going to go on your own path and figure things out for yourself and start to make improvements, you know, to your own life without, without the aid of, of, you know, medical practitioners. Um, probably it was, um, it was like, you know, I had like severe digestive problems and I kind of knew that certain foods kind of triggered it, but I didn't really have a sense of like, I thought the idea of having a food allergy was kind of absurd, like that it would come on latent later in life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I went out for a night with my buddies, like went to concert, like drank some beers, ate some pizza. And I felt like ended up like, you know, puking everywhere, like just like waking up the next day feeling like I got run over by a bulldozer. And it was not like I drank heavily. I probably had two or three beers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I woke up feeling like, it, you know, and that not like throwing up all of my front lawn, getting home and like mm-hmm. um, waking up the next day, just feeling like terrible. It was sort of like rock bottom for me. I was like, okay, whatever I'm doing in life, like it's just not working for me. And it's like, that was rock bottom. Like something needs to change. I don't know what it is or how it's going to change or what's going to happen, but I can't keep living like this. Right. Right. So what was the first step you took? I mean, you woke up the next day and you thought like, I can't do this anymore. Like, where did you go from there? How did you, did you start researching? Uh, later? Yeah. I went and got a food allergy test. Cause I was just like, maybe, maybe this will show up for stuff. And then it ended up being like, I was allergic to like everything under the sun. So uh, that was kind of a wake up call. And what's funny was I was still in that medical paradigm. So when they told me like, oh, you're allergic to like, you know, a laundry list of foods. I'm like, okay, well, what medication are you going to give me for that? Yeah. And yeah. they were like, oh, there's no medication. Like you just have to stop cut these foods out of your diet. Mm-hmm. And that was like a record scratch. Like, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah. No. Mind um, like, yeah, that's right. So that kind of sent me down the journey of like, well, what am I going to eat? You know? Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of, you know, sent me down a rabbit hole um, of just like learning information and like trying things and experimenting. I think they call it biohacking now, but it was really just like, what's going to not kill me? You know, it was just right. like trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So you are heavily focused on plant-based now, especially I can see on your Instagram, you do a lot of posts of, of those type of foods. Yeah. Uh, you have, is it is a program you developed around that from, from what I saw? It's like an autoimmune recovery. I saw yeah. that you sort of followed the path yourself and then you structured out something that people could 
follow along if they're experiencing similar difficulties? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And how, how does that blueprint work? I mean, what does it exactly do? Just take someone through the process of educating them on nutrition and then slowly integrating them to adapting that type of dietary habit? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, also incorporate a lot of lifestyle stuff because, um, you know, like the stress on the nervous system from how people are like undersleeping, you know, uh, overworking, not like overstimulated from electronics. Like we got to break some of those patterns. So diet's super important. That's probably what was like 70% of my healing, but there's lifestyle stuff that's super important too. So it's all structured into a program. And, um, I have, so just a quick plug autoimmune recovery blueprint.com. There's like a, that is like a 10 page. Maybe it's even longer than that document. It just shows you the fundamentals. So you can get started on your own. And then if you're like, Hey, I really want to run with this. And we can have a conversation about, you know, like working together in some sort of like coaching capacity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how did you, I mean, you started exercising pretty heavily from what I saw on your Instagram as well. So do you have some sort of workout regimen you follow that keeps you active? I mean, I think that's a huge part and I'm glad you're, you're kind of approaching this as a, an all encompassing, you know, lifestyle change as opposed to just like nitpicking certain dietary adjustments. You can make. It really isn't a full on. I'm really glad you mentioned sleep because, uh, I'm a huge proponent of getting quality sleep and you know, there's so many different factors and, and even you mentioned the electronics, like all these signals everywhere. I swear it's like a, we're, the human race is a case study over the past 20 years of all these different signals and devices and whatnot, because we don't really have any long-term studies to show what these signals and what these things are doing to us. Um, I think they're kind of screwing with a lot. I think it's information overload. And I think that is a hindrance when it comes to people getting quality sleep. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad you addressed those those few points there. So that's covered in your in your uh, blueprint as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big on meditation, big on breath work, big on you know hydration. Because um, yeah, it would be convenient if there was like one little thing. Oh, just buy this yeah. little you know powder that I got from Africa, and that cures everything. Yeah, like, yeah. African Botswana tree or some random thing. Yeah, in the middle of a forest. And, mm. and there's a lot of people out there selling that kind of thing, and like. I wish I could, you know, it's, it's all simple principles. Like it's simple, but it's not easy to overhaul your lifestyle and do things differently when you've been in a pattern for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Um, so uh, I like, it would be convenient if there was like a quick fix or like you only have to work on diet or like, like it's not like you have to overhaul everything ever overnight. Like any kind of incremental changes you make, you will see benefits and you'll be so excited about it that you will like continue down the road. It's a path. It's not a like overnight thing, but it's like, it's a fun path. There's so much to gain on it. Like take your time on it. And, um, like it's taken me a while to like figure all this out on my own essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the, the results and the success that people would experience. I mean, it would be almost immediate from what they would have been experiencing prior to that. And then that would just drive them and motivate them almost like a snowball effect going forward. I had a similar type of uh, situation where I grew up very athletic, uh, involved heavily in sports, football, different stuff, martial arts. And then I got into this like nine to five type of office uh, situation where I'd be going out after work to drink and just partying and like hitting the club and all this other stuff. This was all in my twenties. And I put on tons of weight, started feeling depressed, just went down this like slippery slope. And then I just stopped and I was like, what the hell just happened? You know, it's like five years flew by and all of a sudden I'm unhealthy. You know, I grew up healthy and now I'm unhealthy. So I had to re-examine everything myself and I started implementing uh, time-restricted eating, intermittent fasting, um, and a few other modalities that really helped bring down that weight. And I've just been 
pretty steady ever since. Like I'm, I'm consistent with training and whatnot. Uh, now I actually compete in powerlifting. So it's kind of like a full 360 I ended up doing. Um, but it was very similar to your, to your like drunken autoimmune night that you described. Like I had a few of those where I just like throwing up actually blood in one case, not from my stomach, but actually just my throat, the esophagus, just from wow. all of the, the puking. I was just like, what? This, this is not how a human is meant to be. You know, like these are, these are external substances that I'm taking. They're affecting my mood. They're affecting my performance, you know, like in terms of work and just my day-to-day mood. So I just needed to make a major shift. And um, that's why when I saw your Instagram page, I felt the need to reach out. Because I know a lot of people, um, they felt, uh, they, they resonated a bit with my process and my journey that I've expressed online. So I figure that it's important to share other people's journeys. And especially now with this whole autoimmune thing and what you described about being bounced around a lot, it seems to be, it's like a story I'm hearing a lot from people. It's like they have these difficulties, they go through the medical system, the medical system just kind of screws them over. It doesn't really help them very much just moves them around a lot. Like I even have a cousin, she's had uh, Lyme's for several years now, and it was the same sort of situation. And it's, it's really something that it's hard for someone when they're in that position to make that mental adjustment, mental switch for themselves because, because they're in that condition, if you know what I mean? Like it's really hard if you're, if you're only seeing fog, you gotta clear out some of that fog. And it really is like baby steps to slowly break it away so you can see that light shining through. And um, if you don't mind, I'd like to touch on your meditation practice because I think that's a huge factor in terms of clearing out some of that fog. Um, sure. Do you have anything in particular that you do? Is it like transcendental meditation or do you nature break bathing or forest bathing, anything like that? Uh, I do Vipassana. So yeah. for people listening, it's like probably the simplest form of meditation. It's just an awareness meditation. It's trying to focus on your breath. Um, I started out small doing like trying to get consistent, maybe doing like five minutes a day and just kind of snowballed it over time where I could tolerate longer and longer sessions. So now I typically do like 15 minutes twice a day. Um, Started incorporating breath work and like a visualization type uh, um, meditation too, where I just like, I have certain things that I want to like manifest in my life as far as like health, um, career relationships, things like that. And I like spend time, you know, visualizing those. Um, I haven't really explored TM or too many forms of meditation. Um, but I have found that like, you know, just as like a consistent practice, it just doing the Vipassana, very simple has added like so many benefits to my life. Mm -hmm. So do you tend to, uh, visualize kind of the health, I guess that the, you visualize like that version of yourself, which you want to acclimate to or align to be, you know, that's kind of what I did when I was losing weight. I would look in the mirror and I'd say, you know what, there is something there. I'm, you know, this chunky, chunky guy here, that's kind of just the surface of it. There's something underneath that I need to get to. So is that what the visualization technique helps you with, where you kind of just visualize your goals and objectives, and then you kind of map out how to get there? Yeah, yeah. Um, it just it gives you perspective of like what you want because when you're when you're in a place of something you don't want and you're constantly surrounded by that, it's like a lot of times it's all you can think about. And people like can't even picture being you know if they're fifty pounds overweight can't even picture being at you know fifty pounds less than that. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. Not an exercise that they even consider. So it's like, well, this is the way I am. It's way too tough to lose it. You know, I don't have experience with that. I've never been overweight, but you know, people, whatever state that they're in, they kind of assume that that's the norm. And unless they really do the work of like really trying to say, what would life be like if things were better in these very concrete and measurable ways, they don't really have 
don't really see themselves being able to achieve it. And then they don't really have the motivation to put in the work to make the changes to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, see, people see themselves as this static thing, right? Like this static fixed thing. If they get to a, an unhealthy state, all of a sudden that's their new default. Like yeah. they can default. It, it comes on them so slowly. Like you said, like, unless you have a wake up call where it's like, I'm throwing up blood and you go, Whoa, like, Whoa, it's like record scratch, you know, and like, this is not how it's supposed to be. But if it happens so insidiously that they're just sort of like, well, I guess this is how I am. They're like, I'm in my late twenties. I'm in my late thirties, like whatever rationalization they use. Like, this is just kind of the way it is. Yeah. Um, they're like, we have a really hard time making a change because they don't see that there's another possible way things could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I noticed you had a, unrelated to that, but I noticed you had a dog as well. Uh, I'm just looking at some pictures here. What, what is your pup's name? His name's Tuesday. Oh, cool. That's a nice name. <laughs> yeah. Actually, how old? He's 12. Oh, yeah. oh wow. How, how old does that breed get? Um, you know, I think you normally about 15, but I've heard stories of them living to like 19, yeah. 20, whatever. Yeah. So, and like, I mean, he's just not, like he's starting to lose a little bit of vision, but he's, I don't know. He's still frisky. He's still energetic. Like he's no, uh, not really slowing down. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm a huge dog lover and uh, I got two dogs myself. So um, I just wanted to ask you as well, what are your, if you were to recommend one, let's say super, I don't like the word so much. There's so, so many hype words, but superfoods. If, if you were to list off, say one to five superfoods that you highly recommend. For me, I think wild frozen blueberries and wild blueberries are great. I noticed that you've actually posted some stuff about bananas and whatnot on your page. Yeah. Are there any specific foods that you find are like superfoods in that sense that they're just overall really great to have and incorporate for antioxidant purposes or whatever else? Sure. Um, I really don't like to put cert like I'm a big fan of fruits and leafy greens. I'm not really a fan of putting any particular ones on a pedestal. Um, I, I feel that like they're all valuable and you should eat a variety of them. And I think that it's like easy to get hooked up. Well, if I just get tart cherries, you know, like that's going to be the game changer, but really it's the habits the day in day out of like consuming a lot of these, um, you know, these like whole fresh ripe raw plants that are going to be beneficial. So I do a lot of bananas because they're in season all year round. And they're relatively, you know, uh, cheap compared, like if you're going to eat lots and lots of uh, fruits, it is essentially the cheapest fruit and it's in season all year round. And there's a lot of convenience factors to just doing banana smoothies every day. But I wouldn't say that they're like particularly better than any other uh, fruit. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering, because I noticed you share a lot of stuff on, on your Instagram of different types of fruits and foods. And I, I guess you're kind of alluding to the fact that it's important to eat across the color spectrum. Uh, you know, it, color spectrum seasonality like right now it's it's march here in arizona we've got um you know citrus season is kind of ending but everybody's got trees i haven't eaten so much free food because everybody's got grapefruit trees and orange trees and they're like i can't eat all of it let's just give it to dr ben uh, um so like that's what's in season you know in like a month or two it'll be mangoes and peaches and you just kind of you know watermelons in the summer and it, you just you cycle through it and you get your variety throughout the year as, as the seasons change. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool, too. You're getting, like, this community vibe. And you're obviously not going to have those people with, like, pesticides and whatnot sprayed all over the fruits because it's just coming right from your neighbors. And whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just have the tree because that's what you have. Mm -hmm. And, like, it looks pretty. And it's like, whoa, it makes way too much fruit for me, you know. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's nice. 
pretty sweet. So uh, what are your fitness goals right now? I noticed you, you do share a lot of those as well. And uh, you're looking pretty lean, pretty jacked. Do you have any, anything in mind that, that you visualize that you're trying to work towards right now? So, you know, that was, you asked, I think you alerted to fitness before we kind of didn't, I never really got to answer because we kind of, you know, jumped around a bunch of topics. Uh, and I was into fitness before I got sick. And when I was having problems, my fitness really like took a dive because I had like all this chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I go very cyclical with fitness where I'm like into one particular thing for like a while. And then I just like, all of a sudden it's just like, end of that road. And so I'll like, go into another thing. I'm kind of in one of those transitions right now where I'm like getting back into yoga, mm-hmm. which I don't know why. Cause I haven't like really been into yoga since 2012. I thought, you know, but now I'm just like, it's, it's feeling like the right thing for me. So I'm just like, you know, working on that flexibility. And I don't like for me, fitness, like I'm, I don't want to say in any sort of like spiritual sense, I've transitioned, transcended like the need for like the physical, like, I'm happy with where my body's at. Could I like put on some more muscle? Could I look better? Probably. But like, I just don't have the motivate. Like that doesn't motivate me. What motivates me now is like keeping the mental and emotional health, um, you know, strong, like keeping that, that like do, getting the exercise in, getting the, you know, the, the aerobic and the anaerobic and the strength and the conditioning, like all of that's hit so that the brain functions optimally and the sleep comes and I just feel good. Like, honestly, I'm just doing it to feel good at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing what I enjoy. I'm doing what makes me feel good, what makes me sleep well, what makes me feel like mentally well, and um, whatever that happens to be. And I'll go through these seasons of it, which are like usually like six to 12 months of like doing, like I was really into powerlifting. And then I just sort of like, I hit a bunch of maxes and then I kind of plateaued and then I just kind of got bored with it. And so I just sort of found myself like, I met a lady who was like a yoga instructor, couldn't pay for chiropractic care, was like, I really need this. Do you want to do yoga with me? And I was like, okay, like I'll give it a shot. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, I forgot how much I love yoga. Let's like really do this. So it was, it was a blessing. Uh-huh. And it, the yoga that you're, you're doing, is it like a hatha yoga, like a static hold uh, or is yeah. it more flow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the one I think I prefer as well. Uh, I usually do it after the working out and all that stuff. Pretty cool. All right. Um, well, I actually don't have any, too many other questions right now. Um, final one, again, relating to your the content you post. You're into music. You do, do you produce music yourself or? Oh, I mean, I'm definitely into listening to music. Uh, Been, a, you know, a fan for a long time. I um, I kind of realized at one point that. Um, for the sake of my personal development, like I've never been like, as far as like creating music, playing music, I've never, I don't have much raw talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I need to start getting that right side of my brain fired more because it's going to help me like so many other aspects of my life. So about, you know, nine months ago, I kind of manifested a guitar, kind of, it's a long story, started playing, really not that good, love to do it, so much fun. I think it's like, you know, having a creative outlet is so important for your health and also just like your personal growth and um, like whatever it is for like some people, it may be music. Um, I'm really into stand up comedy. I got a show coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, cool. You actually, kind of, you actually perform stand up? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What, what, type, um, what type of stand up do you do? I mean, I know there's a lot of different styles. Um, do you have, is it like. Uh, I just kind of write jokes of what kind of comes to mind. It's a lot of, like, it's very sophomoric. Like, it's, uh, 
you know, I don't, I don't know if I have a particular style. I just kind of write what happens in my life and turn it into a joke. Uh, uh, so, uh, but that's on my YouTube. Like a lot of my old comedy shows are on my YouTube. You can look them up. Um, but I think for anybody out there, and especially like being an engineer in previous life, like I was very attuned to like use the left brain mm. and like just this right side is like, that's a bad, like you don't, don't if you do anything with this. That's going to weaken. And this is the most important side. Just focus on this. It really messes you up. Yeah. Really, like in a lot of ways. Um, so it's been like a process of like reawakening the right side of the brain. And um, I think it's, so important for health and for personal growth and all that to like even if you suck at whatever if you're interested in it some sort of creative outlet like put energy towards it put time towards it develop it have fun with it no matter how good or not good you are like it's going to benefit you to just pursue that yeah that's some beautiful advice and it's, it's great that you have this like well-rounded approach and you kind of almost led into my next question which was if you were to rewind back to a 20 year old version of yourself and give them one piece of advice, what would it be? And you kind of even a little bit just touched on it to have that creative outlet and, and try to get a little bit more balanced. But do you have anything else that you would, you would lend a piece of advice to yourself going back you know, to a 20-year-old version of you? Um, that's, that's a good question because, you know, like I want to say, on, like I'll give you a piece of advice, but I'll just preface it with saying a few things. Um, at first, like 20 years ago, like I would have been 17 years old I wouldn't have listened to a damn piece of advice. Like I would, <laughs> I would have like been like, whatever, you know? And I think there is merit as awful as it is to learning things the hard way. <laughs> yeah. just, like that's, you know, um, you learn things the hard way, you learn them a lot better and you mm -hmm. really like have a, a level of knowingness of them that you wouldn't have if you just like read in a book or heard from somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I don't know if I would go back and change anything, but I would probably tell myself, like, hey, you know, um, you really got to focus on, like, eating whole plant foods and, like, the Mountain Dew and, the like, all the like, garbage you're eating. Like, you may not feel it now, but it's going to catch up with you hard later in life, like, real hard. And um, if you can start sharing the train in the other direction sooner rather than later, like, you'll be way better off for it. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is really great advice. And it, it's cool because now we have these technologies where we can have these conversations and a 17, 18, 20-year-old can be listening to this, watching it, and then they can take that piece of advice. We're not even necessarily pushing it on them. We're just putting up the content, and then whoever is going to view it is going to view it. You know, that's, yeah. that's a really neat thing about these technologies now. It's back, you know, if we were to rewind back 20 years, we didn't have any of these smartphones or any of these crazy computers, live streams, anything like that. So, um yeah, I was probably exactly the same way. If someone told me to do something, I'd be like, what's this guy talking about? Like, go away. If I, now yeah. it's like we can put this stuff out there and then people just align to it in whatever way they choose to at whatever time is good for them. So that's why I like creating these, these, these content or this content and having these conversations. Um, so I'll kind of leave it with that. Maybe we can touch base in a, another few more months. Do you have anything you're working on right now that you wanted to plug or announce before we hop off? Um, you know, I would just say, yeah, the autoimmune recovery blueprint is the, the program I'm working on right now. If you follow me on Instagram, um, I mean, I don't know when this is going to get published, but next week, if something's happening next week, is that too soon or? Is... Um, yeah, I'm not sure when this will go up. Probably in about a week or so. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I do periodic Instagram lives with people. Beginning of April. Uh, you, what? You, uh, you're saying roughly beginning of April, you'd be launching something? It's like April 4th. I'm not launching, but I'm doing Instagram live. I'm like 
how trauma is stored in the body. It's going to be a fun one. But I do like an Instagram, try to do one like every other week or so with something like have a conversation with somebody kind of like this. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be good. To ch- it'll, it'll be a fun one. So yeah, follow me. Keep up on one of those. Um, I've been doing them more on my podcast page. I have a personal Instagram account as well. And I've been considering like how to roll it out to, to that audience because I think there's, you know, a good potential in having these conversations. So yeah, maybe I'll just shoot you a message and we can try and set something up for that as well, perhaps after the one you, you're doing. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, cool. Well, thanks for taking the time today. And uh, I love having this chat. And I'll put all the information, your links and everything else in the show notes and the description of this video and everything so people can have a look. And if they want to reach out to you, they can just visit your Instagram or anything else. Or if they want to check out your blueprint, I encourage anyone who's watching this to do so because autoimmune and just overall health and longevity is this thing that I think we all need, as a human race, we need to make a huge push for going forward, you know, in the next five, ten years. Because we really need to start cleaning up a lot of the damage that's been done in the previous yeah. years, you know. So I think this is a good, a good effort in that direction. So thank you for this time. Totally. Thank you. Time. Thanks for having me.